to a chip So say goodbye to everything you ever knew before And I'd understand if you went running out the door And I'll keep you safe And no harm will ever come to you, I swear And I'd kill if they even dare Open the tip of the window, please. All right. It's open. Thank you. Because it smells like gas in here. Not your ass gas for once. You still have your stuffed animal hugging your little microphone stand. I think it's adorable. He's not a stuffed animal. It's Jack Skellington. It's October. It's time. Can I touch him? Gonna have to watch the movie tonight. Can I touch him? No. Get get your paw. No. Ow. I think he's. Stop it. We have a long story to get to. Let's roll. Okay. Hello, Boo. Hello, Your Highness. How are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Did you see Jack White on Saturday Night Live? I, you know, I've seen that so many times now. You've shown it to me. What? I didn't show it to you. you I was watching, watching it. it. Yeah. So we're empty nesters now. Holy empty em- emptor nesters. Empty. Getting ready to have our own podcast studio upstairs. Yep. In the youngin's old nest. Yep. It's pretty cool up there. I'm excited. Nice. Second story. Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. We're going to discuss murders in our gorgeous state of Michigan. We'll top it off with... A happy local, ending. Local. When I say local, I mean the entire state of music. Michigan music. Yep, we're going to leave you with a happy ending and on a good note. We have a couple of new followers who are getting Michigan Murder and Music stickers. Yes. Michelle Scott from California. Thank you, Michelle. And Jer Dreisinga. He's in West Michigan. Jer Dreisinga. Can't say names right. I'm sorry. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you listening. Action call. If you guys rate us on iTunes, we'll send you one of our new stickers. Or... If you want, you can Gmail us at michiganmurdersmusic at gmail.com. You can pay three doll hairs, and I'll send you a sticker, and you can support our show. So, do we have an explicit warning? This part two of this episode's extremely disturbing. So disturbing. Please don't let your little children listen to it. Or us. Yeah, yeah, mostly anyone under... Yeah, um, I don't know. It's gross. It disturbed me. I have watched and listened to a lot of things. It's disturbing AF. I'm going to swear. I'm going to get pissed off. So She does that. That's your warning. It's, it's entertaining sometimes. Sometimes it's annoying. Unless you're in the middle of a bar. Right. Yeah, then it's really annoying. Well, anyways... <laughs> This is a long one. We're going to get rolling. Your Highness, what kind of hat are you wearing? Oh, my God. That's kind of messed up. I haven't seen you wearing a hat like that. Is this the flat bill pipe master's hat? Yes, it is. Feeling like our friend Dave White, the snowboarder. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel kind of pimp. Picking up that vibe. Yeah. 
Colorado, UP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I look badass? Badass. Yeah, with my wackadoodle curls coming out from my hair. What hat are you sporting this eve? I am wearing this really, I consider it badass. It's an Oakley hat that I found. How did you find it? Well, we're stuck in a traffic jam, and I happened to look out the door, my driver's door, and on the side of the highway was this look baseball cap looking thing and I, I recognized it for what it was it's this oakley hat it's and like a really expensive hat that somebody lost for pure entertainment I value i said put your car in park because we're not moving anyways yeah, run your ass out there and get it he was driving and i'm pretty sure we might have given a couple people the giggles oh, I'm sure. or they I were like know. look at They're that dumb like, asshole is, is that on. his hat? Yeah. Or is he so, picking up a lace-infested so hat? I hat, and I put it on, and Her Highness is like, Don't put that on! Don't put that on your head! Yeah! <laughs> my hairstylist! But I did. But then I walked. Used it. to be a hairstylist. I, this is a really cool hat. But anyway, back to our story. We're going to Stefan Part 2. When we left you guys, we left you with the police had just found a torso in a Rubbermaid bin in the garage of Stephen's house. He walked off with his dog. He did. Just disappeared. Well, on the last episode, I think we said he didn't take his dog. But I think what happened is he went up to his truck. Thinking he was going to be able to drive away. And the officer stopped him. And then he was like, oh, I was just going to get some things out of there before I walk my dog. And then he went back and got his dog. Because when he called his friend to pick him up, he had his dog with him. Okay, there it is. Stephen calls his friend. Who picks him and his dog up. Friend takes him to his house. And Stephen's like, can I borrow your car? And the guy says, no, I don't think so. Truck. Yeah. But you can borrow my bright yellow truck. It's going to stick out like, like a sore thumb. The thing that sucks is somebody reported it as being a white truck. So they didn't know for a while that it was a bright yellow sore thumb truck. Right. <laughs> Stephen was headed to the cabin that he and Tara frequented on vacation. And I gotta tell you, I want to go to this place. I do too. It's balls. It's beautiful. Pull out the Michigan hand. It is not the furthest most point, which would be by Mackinac, but it would be like your your ring finger. At the top of your ring finger. And it's on the west side of the state. It's absolutely beautiful there. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you want to go? I want to go. Instead of taking 75 all the way north. You know, it'd be the most direct route. But he decides to zigzag through the state. He thought he would. Exactly what we would do if we were heading up there because it's pretty. Yeah. (coughs) I think he was not in the same mindset that we would be. No, I I think he was trying to avoid... He wanted to go to Lansing because it was like nostalgic to him. So he kind of zigzags through the, the state. Basically, he ends up zigzagging. Meantime, the cops are drilling the last au pair that they have. They're asking about Stephen's call to her, and she keeps... She's denying everything, is, pretending like nothing ever happened. Yeah, we didn't have any... 
nothing. <laughs> and then the cops finally said, you know, people are talking, and we know what's We going talked on. to this au pair and this au pair and yeah. this other person yes. who said you said. You're, you're, you're not as innocent as She you said you said that he said. To be. Yeah. So she starts spilling beans. She spills the beans. She said Stephen called her basically saying goodbye and said that he was going north to cabins that he and Terry used to visit, which we were just saying. Nat was in the Wilderness State Park. (laughs) Oh, we can't pronounce Neither one of us can say it. Wagashanats. Wagashanats. Wagashants. I'm not really even going to say it, so we're we're Let's do this. Wagashants. Yep. Or something like this, it's uh, something called. it starts with a w some of my friends at work probably know how to pronounce that i'm sure everybody but us knows how to pronounce it the detroit police alerted the northern authorities that stefan was on his way up there and could easily be armed and whatnot i forgot to put this in our notes oh, on boy. his way North. He stopped so many times. He stopped at a party did he have store. To pee? Did not he have to get beer. Did he have to get cigarettes? This isn't you we're talking about. Oh. Okay. This is Stefan. Okay. First time he stopped, he got some whiskey. And then he went up the road and he got some Baileys. And then he stopped at a Meyer. Which is very local to Michigan. And the author and the tri-state. that I was listening to kept calling it Myers. <laughs> Myers. Myers. Myers, it's Meyer. And um then oh, at the Meyer he got razor blades and sleeping aids and was all irritated that the cashier wasn't like, What are you doing? It's Meyer. You buy weird shit like that. You buy duct tape and ropes and nobody and questions beer. you. That's and beer. All the same time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he had made that's like random numerous stops on the way through his zigzagging. Mm. Okay. Meantime, northern authorities are told that this guy's on his way, so they go to the wilderness state. I can't pronounce it. Why are Not you no. Me? There's a different park that it's called, it's though. Wilderness Wilderness State Park. So they go there. They're doing like the outer check, and they find campers and cabin people, and they tell them the situation. They're like, basically, we have a murderer heading up this way, and everybody decides to do a voluntary evacuation. There might have been a couple of rogue campers that they missed out in the middle of nowhere or whatever, but for the most part, everybody took off. They were like, we out. You know, where we camp, if somebody came around and and said that was the situation, we would be... Oh, see you later, mm-hmm. Gator. Gone. I don't want any part of anything like Pretty much the woods were, you know... This was a 10,000-acre park. That, it's insanely really huge. You can fact-check that one, yeah. but it's so huge. The yellow truck was found at the edge of this park, completely off-road and stuck. I... Who gets so stuck? Foot, right? Doesn't yes. The, the cops he, let the air out of the I can't talk tonight. <laughs> Let's start that so, over. So, so the cops let the air out of the truck's tires. So, so he that he couldn't escape. Away. Yeah, if he came running back. But they did a dumb thing and left the doors open. Yeah. I have That's like cop 101, and yeah, I'm not even a cop. Forget it. Anyways. 
even had abandoned his truck, and he was he wasn't really dressed for the situation. Not dressed at all. Improper shoes. What do you have on? Jesus sandals. Okay, sandals that. Um, They're Jesus sandals. They're sandals. Okay. We haven't. I don't think we discussed it earlier. We might have when we were talking about Stoners Park. I mean Stony Creek Park. That. Stoners wear sandals. I get that. Not no. <laughs> Jesus wore sandals. He wasn't okay. a stone. Maybe he was a stoner. I don't know. He made wine out of water. Stephen and Tara were runners. So when he gets out of his truck, he has his Jesus sandals on, and he runs for a good <laughs> solid three miles in a blizzard. 35 mile per hour winds. Bitch, I won't walk to work two blocks in a blizzard. Well, you wouldn't because... Uh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, right. Because um, I'm a spoiled. I'm a spoiled. But he's running because he knows he's being chased and he's gonna get caught. And he thinks he's gonna get away. He does. I, I really think so. get away. He is a narcissistic, like, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Detroit cops get there and what happens now? They search the truck and find the receipt from Meyer for razor blades and sleeping pills and <laughs> the letter that Stephen wrote to his kids but wadded up and threw it on the floor. All hopped up on booze and Vicodin, floundering through the woods and knee-deep snow in his Jesus sandals. This guy's about to, about to die. Pretty then much. he heads inland over the dunes. And by the way, if you are from Michigan and you haven't climbed the dunes... We don't know what the hell is wrong with you. You gotta do it at least once. It's 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 a lot of exercise. I won't do it twice in one day, but it's fun. It is. But maybe not through the snow the during a blizzard with Jesus sandals on. Oh yeah, in the wintertime, you you don't want to be anywhere near the dunes. Mm, it's windy, cold, Ugh. icy, nasty. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Um, in northern. Michigan, the counties are pretty large and very vast. People are yeah, spread huge. out, so usually the police are also spread thin. Well, in you want to say understaffed, but not really. It's I just mean, just area. spread thin, I guess, for such a big area. Yeah. So, in a lot of counties, I actually looked this up, they have what's called the emergency. If something crazy should happen... It's called the Emergency Response Team. It's like all of the people come together. The Coast Guard, the fire people, other counties, sheriffs. All these people come together in this situation. Yeah, apparently most of the northern counties have this. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. So they all come together to form a search squad for Stephen. Mm-hmm. And the Coast Guard helicopters weren't around up above, and they have one of the local sheriffs with them because he knows the area and hunts those woods. He's got, like, night vision goggles. So they can kind of see his tracks, but they don't want him to know. Which is really cool. It's crafty. Yeah, so they would, like, They'd fly up- around and then yeah. go way back. Like not really noticing. Yeah, and in the meantime... Mm-hmm. They see his tracks going... They're talking to the dudes on ground that are hiding behind trees uh-huh. behind Stephen. Oh, they're tracking him. Tracking him. Absolutely is what they're doing. And, and you can 
kind of tell by the way his tracks are going that he's starting to lose it because he's i think he's getting hypothermia yeah yeah he starts he's in those jesus sandals oh very underdressed couldn't quite find his way god that that, it's just that make your toes cold oh my god are your nipples hard right now no just (laughs) oh Anyways, Stephen finally spies with his little nasty eyes Lake Michigan. So he goes to the lake and he's walking along the lake shore yep, to try to find. I mean, he would. That Eventually. Those cabins are literally right on the lake. Yep. Like you rent one of those cabins and you're looking out at the lake. So he falls down. First, he's, he's chucking along, and he sees he's going along the lake, and he sees a sign, and he's all hopeful that it's the Wagashaganakawaka cabins. That's just a bird sanctuary. Yeah. So he kept on going, and then he falls and slips, and, just, and it's just like, I'm he's done. drunk, I'm on Vicodin, and he's... I'm just I'm gonna, That's what happens. You just, just go to sleep. Like going to this pine tree. You probably had all his clothes off by then. He did, actually. Oh. They found him without his coat on. His Jesus sandals were gone. Mm. He had even taken his watch off, so I think he got a little you know that, wacky in the brain. You know, I I I don't wanna have empathy for him for because of what he has Hell done. Hell no. But Oh, to breeze like that. He's lucky to still have his fingers and toes. I would have let that motherfucker's fingers and toes fall right off for what he did. I would have. I'm sorry. We're not the judge and jury. I'm not. And that's why I'm not a doctor, because I'd be like, what did he do? Oh, this is proven? Oh, let those bitches fall off. off. I'm sorry. Oh, his fingers are all black and, you know, no blood. I couldn't save your phalanges. Sorry. My bad. Anyway. It turns out he was in the woods for about 12 hours. That's a long-ass time in February in northern Michigan. Yeah, it is. Around 6 a.m., Stephen gets his little helicopter ride to Northern Michigan Hospital, which is in Petoskey. One of those scary-ass basket things that... Unless I'm dying, I don't ever want to be in. So what do we know about Petoskey? Do they have anything special up there? Yeah, my family. Charlevoix and Petoskey. It's beautiful. Stones that you like. Love Petoskey stones. They're cool. We have we have a few. Yes, we have a few. Stephen finds out via the media once he's in the hospital that his lawyer had quit on him. Abandon his ass. Like, I'm out. This shit's too much. Stephen finds out through the media that his lawyer ditched him. And apparently there was a lot of things leading up to this ditching. In the meantime, the poor detectives have to take a picture of Miss Tara's head. And they took the photo to her sister and her sister had died. No. I cannot imagine having someone bring a picture of my sister. God awful just having to identify them, but to to just see her 
No, I feel so bad for her sister and her family. It's it's ridiculous. In the hospital, Stephen finally says he wants to talk. He has been restricted from seeing the media, unlike what he's been doing for the past three or four days. Oh, and then he wonders if he's going to get beat up in jail. He starts asking (laughs) stupid questions to the cops. Am I going to get beat up in jail? You bet your sweet ass. (laughs) More than... If if I can, I will pay people to beat you up in jail. Sorry, Uh, Stephen. You made this choice. That's part of going to prison. It's not jail. You made this bed. The media shitstorm starts. They all come rolling in everywhere up north and also in Detroit. They are in the hospital and the officers say, all right, you want to talk? We're going to turn on. Yeah. Wait, they made sure they turned on that tape recorder first. Made sure it was working. It was all legit. They read him his Miranda rights and then asked him to sign his Miranda rights. Then began this three-hour confession sesh. That's a long time. Can you imagine sitting there? He's a narcissist, and he did a lot of detail. Yeah, lots of detail. Yeah. He claims that they fought on Friday night. She slapped him. He hit her neck, and she fell and hit her head and passed out. Wait, did she also bump her eye on the open cupboard door? Oh, she fell down the stairs, and oh, oh, I ran into a brick wall, or the the door handle. He says after he hit her that she flipped out and said, I'm leaving you, I'm taking my kids, and all the good stuff, because what are you going to do when a man hits you? You're going to flip out and say, that's it, I'm fucking done, I'm taking my kids, and we're out. I cannot imagine that. We're out. If if I were to punch you once or even slap you Mm-mm. that would not turn out well oh no i think i'd be doing a story about but our I'm, own I'm selves sure i think we're that, good if yeah you do that to me Mm-mm. it wouldn't also not work out well Mm-mm. here's <laughs> cheers to that we don't punch each other steven just kept thinking in his head that he wanted her to shut up he just wanted her to shut up so he started choking her now he said he just kept squeezing and squeezing and squeezing and that couldn't stand looking at her face so he quickly grabbed (laughs) i know what a (laughs) just cover it up put a bag over it i don't even have a name for him right now i'm like what i I can't even dick is too nice of a word douchebag is you know we call each other douchebags at work yeah dude jokingly ah So he grabs a cloth or something, apparently, and puts it over her face and then continues to strangle her. Now, if y'all listen to y'all, where the fuck am I from? If y'all listen to any murder stories like I do, mm, give me some of that chew there, boo. You want chew? Give me some of that. that, I got chew. If you got an empty can, I can spit. Put tui. Here. Mm. Oh, mm. Mm. oh, don't really let me smell that because I will throw right up. He kept squeezing, covered her face, squeezed more. After this minor incident, she's passed out and he calls the au pair and tells her not to come home yet. He fucking takes a belt. He's got to get her out of the house somehow. Yeah. This is 
Very, very, very disturbing. If yeah. you guys want to fast forward about two minutes, I get it. He takes the belt. He puts it around her neck. And just starts dragging her. Drags her body to the garage very difficultly. And then he broke the freaking belt. During this whole time, though, the kids are in their bedroom sleeping. Well, he, so he, he gets the body it. to the garage, leaves the body, goes back. Back inside, checks on the kids. It appeared that they were sleeping. Just making sure they're sleeping so they wouldn't get caught. Right. And then goes back outside, tries to get her in the vehicle. The belt breaks. He makes a horrible comment during his confession about the sound of her head. I am not making any more comment about that. Then, after he gets the body in the vehicle, he takes a moment to write the au pair a note saying, you owe me a kiss. And he put it on her bedroom pillow. And actually, he wrote it out on a piece of paper and laid it on her pillow. Yeah, right in the middle isn't, of dealing with... Isn't that sweet? This dude is a nut How job. can you do that when you just murdered your wife? Dude is... And you're dealing with a body and your kids are could wake up at any time. Yeah. He's, he's goddamn nuts. I don't... I don't understand. Gets her in the car, covers her body with a soft cheap cover, gets in the house. Moments later, the au pair gets home. Mm-hmm. Flies down the stairs and yells at her like she's Tara. Then what? he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Tara. We've been having a fight and she just left. She left. With, remember, she made the phone call and she left in that vehicle. The au pair asked about the scratch on his face and he said that Tara did it. Of course. Because, you know, he slapped her. Mm. Well, the next day, Saturday, he runs errands. Oh, goodness. Yeah, just going to Meyer, get some hey, ice cream. tell your folks I say hi. Some chips. Yeah. Get some of that, oh, country fresh chip dip. <clears throat> so good. He was going to hide the body that morning. Or, wait, he was going to, yeah, that morning he was going to hide the body, but it was too cold. <laughs> so, the next day, he decided he was going to do it. Sunday, he calls the au pair to watch the kids while he goes to work. He calls his dad to make sure that he won't be there. At the ball bearing shop, remember? Yeah, the big yeah, fancy right, place. Right. And then he drops off a bin. What he does the is the bin with Tara's body is in Tara's vehicle. He opens the side door at the shop, pulls the vehicle in, takes out the bin and the plastic and stuff he needs, pulls the vehicle back out, closes the side shop door. Then he cleans up the shop. He shoves a bunch of the stuff to the side. He lays down the plastic. On the plastic, he puts pipes on the corners to hold the plastic down. Now, he's got the shop cleaned up. He's got plastic down a little bit like Dexter, but not as thorough. And he pulls out a bull saw. I just got the... The bull saw? Wait a minute. I just got the, oh, my natty light runneth empty sign. I'm tapping on it. Do you guys hear that? I'm like... That's the sound of a lighter than light beer. Your Highness, I need... (gasps) This is like... Totally empty. I'll be right back. We're gonna I'm going to go get the boot some more beer. Thank you. Mm. That is oh. so gross. You have chew in your mouth and you're drinking. You know what? I like chew. And you're... I'll you, blow you in. You. Okay, we got to get back to the disgusting. story. Run. he's in the shop. Uh-huh. 
He's got his wife out dead in Mm -hmm. front of him. He pulls out a bull saw. Now, I'm not going to lie, I've been watching bull riding all week. Oh, and you think a bull saw sounds pretty pretty cool, huh? It's a a saw, and it's a bull saw. I had to use the Googles. Yeah, we we looked up bull saws, and they're they're uh, a hand saw. But they're rounded almost... Yeah, yeah. Like a curvature. It's not for cutting up humans. It's not a saw that you would see but, but on your average. If, if you're out in the woods, you'd want a nice saw that, that cuts efficiently. Why is and it curved? Why are dicks curved sometimes? I don't know. Oh my god. Why does it always have to come back to be nice? But anyway. <laughs> he just... He's like, I'm going to use this bull saw and I'm going to try to dismember her wrist and it doesn't work because it's a great big curved saw and she's a flat surface. So he realizes that he can use cut up pieces of his the band saw from the shop. Yeah, but first he went upstairs and got some liquid courage going on. Oh, he starts drinking again. He starts drinking. My drinks, he shreds all the papers from her briefcase and her purse and all those things. He takes her laptop, takes it to the table saw, and just saws the laptop in half, and plastic particles go flying everywhere, giving him another thing to clean up. This dude has... He's, he's genius. Out of his mind. This is when he takes bandsaw mm. oh yeah cut up he has i don't know how he did this bandsaws actually... are straight right well they're straight but it's in a loop it made him sound like he cut him up and then he took a towel hung on to like an end like a he had to wrap a to towel give him a handle mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah, how he yeah. was able to dismember the first hey, yeah it's a the fine, first wrist finer blade than his bowl saw but when he went to do the second wrist, it wasn't working, so he found a brand new one and broke that one up, and then just... You know this This is just a gigantic mess. It's way too disturbing. It, he dismembers her body. Let's just leave it at that. But it, I had it more detailed. It's a whole gigantic mess. The weird thing is, there was not a lot of blood during this dismemberment part. She probably bled out earlier. No, I don't know the reason right. for it. I probably could look it up. God, this is so hard to get through, you guys. It he really is. he really does just dismember everything. It, what's left is parts and a torso. <sighs> and it's just fucked up. Let's the, get back to the detail. He cleans up things. There's just a little patch of blood on the floor, so he scrubs that. It puts all the parts in plastic bags that he brought, but they were too thin. So he found thicker plastic bags at the shop, and he put the parts in there, and he put the parts in the bin, and then he wraps the torso in newspaper, that in a plastic bin, or plastic bag, in the bin, and then still had enough room to put the blades and all the weird shit on the top of the bin. There wasn't a lot of cleaning to do after he removed the plastic. Like I said, he had a little bit of blood to scrub. He puts the bin in the back of Tara's truck. Then he put her shredded stuff on the passenger seat so it was easier to get rid of. Mm-hmm. So- this is when he has the bright idea of... Calls her cell and starts leaving messages. 
like... I think we talked those about those in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Where the hell are you? Yeah, but he knows exactly where she is. Exactly. He's trying to... He's trying to buy an alibi or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. So he was going to dump that bin in Sterling Heights. He had a specific area, but realized it's much busier hey, now. Do you know where Sterling Heights is? Hold up your hand. You hold up your hand. Why do you always make me hold up mine? Yeah. Here it is. It's right there. At that, that, why do you have a funny callus there? What have you been doing? He was going to dump the body in Sterling Heights, but there are too many people there. It's like a full-blown city in Sterling Heights. What do you do? So he goes home. He puts his kids in a sled. Puts his kids in a sled on top of the bin. Oh, you just made things so much worse. Put the kids on the sled and put them on top of their mom's dismembered body. It's okay, this kids. It'll, read. it'll be fine. So he puts the kid's sled on top of the bin to try to hide the bin so it doesn't look obvious. He spends the day at home internally freaking out, calling himself a dick. Flirting the whole time with his al pair. And she's flirting right back oh, because yeah. she thinks Tara just left and went back but, to you know, Puerto Rico. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? No. I can't. Mm-mm. I can't either. So he finds out on Sunday that they're going to do the first search out at Stony Creek Park, right? That big major search. So at 3 a.m. in the morning, he takes Tara's car out to Stony Creek. The gates to like get in there are closed, but the, it's, like I said, it's a huge place. So there's lots of side roads and stuff you can go on to get there. So he goes on Mount Vernon Road, pulls over. Uses the handy-dandy sled that he pulls his children around in, puts the bin on it, and starts hiking into the woods. Yep. This part (laughs) is fucking ridiculous. He slips and falls. The bin and the sled slide down the hill. He's chasing it like three fucking stooges or something in a a murder party story it hits a log and falls open shit just goes flying out all over the place totally three stooges shit he panics he leaves it he panics and goes back to his car and goes home yep still like middle of the night it's still pretty early yes the kids in the au pair kind of start to wake and he tells his au pair that he has to go this time he takes his jeep where does he go we're not endorsing jeeps by any means no but i love old school jeeps me too this he goes back to the exact same place same route same place same everything he puts on gloves and he he buries the torso digs a hole right there in the woods buries the torso he flings the bags which as we know contain body parts <sighs> then he buries the sled and the rest of the bags grabs his bin and he goes yep stops at 22 mile road in shelby <laughs> throws the bin in a trash bin He goes to his dad's tennis club and throws away more incriminating evidence. Yeah, just stuff it in trash cans. Hey, why not? Nobody will ever know. He's pretty crafty, you know. He goes to work at At the ball bearing factory. 
And he's like berating himself all day at what a loser he is because he can't even kill somebody right. Okay, that's so narcissistic. Oh, I'm such a loser because I can't even kill my wife well, right. You know, oh. I get that. After work, he causes a pair and says he's going running. Back to the scene again. Yeah, digs the body back up and the sled. <laughs> and puts it all on the sled, takes it on a cross-country trail until he sees a house and reburies it all, okay? It's, it's like a squirrel that, that is insecure about his nut. So he puts extra bags and gloves in a one-gallon Ziploc bag, which you might recall... That one brave woman found, picked it up between her little fingers, and brought it home and started all of this, which was uh, awesome. Yes. He disposed of that glove, or that Ziploc bag, by the river. It's pretty disturbing that that she even picked that up and and discovered what was in it. She looked in it, rather than just putting it in a trash bag. Barrels. You gotta, the, you gotta, genius. Uh, yeah. It's disturbing, and I feel bad for her, but she also, ha- it was a major help in this case. Major. She wouldn't have found that yeah. part. They Absolutely. It would have taken a lot longer. So the day after he kills his wife, he thinks enough to go pay all those parking tickets we were talking about. Yeah, except the one. Can't figure out to this day why. Do you think he wanted to get caught? I don't know. But he did this so he wouldn't have a record when he reported his wife missing. Now, we're back to Valentine's Day. February 14th. Stephen, with a PH, (laughs) hears about the search that's being conducted. Sets an alarm for 3 a.m., but sleeps through it. Cut it out later. Stephen hears about the search that is being conducted. He sets his alarm for 3 a.m., but he sleeps through it. All the stress he's been through and all the booze and shit he's been doing. He decides, okay, I'll do this on Saturday morning, the day of the search. So he gets up at 3 a.m. on the day of the search. He, his mom's at the house because by now... Mom's very concerned. Yes. Things are weird. Mm. He doesn't want his mom to know he's leaving, so he doesn't take a vehicle. So he runs to the park. And I didn't see how far it was, but guess what he does at the park? Oh, does he do something with a torso? He does! All of the body parts! Again! Oh, my God. He unburies the torso. He carries it on his motherfucking shoulder for like a mile or two miles and puts it closer to the road. This dude has lost his mind. He's, he's gone ape shit crazy. Bat, bat shit crazy. Oh. <laughs> All the shit crazies that you can go. Runny shit yeah. crazy. Yep. Hot flaming. I had too oh, much hot sauce crazy. Oh, that's... Oh, that one hurts. Mm-hmm. He literally runs home after moving the torso because he ran to the park. <laughs> sneaks into his own... <laughs> I really want some hot sauce right now. It sounds really good. I don't want you to go batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Running around, scraping your hiney on the grass. Hey, 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 hey. It hurts so bad. 
sneaks into his own home so his mom wouldn't hear him. And within no time, he tells her, oh, I'm going to go get you some coffee. He could have made coffee, but he needed to get away from the house. He grabs the torso. Uh Uh-oh. Here it comes. Again. This is like early morning, like a couple hours before the searchers start gathering at the park. So he grabs the torso that he has already moved three times. Yeah, he's moved it. A f- yeah, uh, three times Three now. times. He puts the torso in the bin, throws it in the car. Goes to get his mom coffee, but they were busy. So he goes home and tells his mom, Make your own. Make your own damn coffee, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you might be my mom, but I just killed my wife. Make your own coffee. Make I'm your own busy. damn coffee, bitch. I got shit to I, do in the morning. I'm busy. Bitch, I gotta work in the morning. I, I, I have a torso. I have things to hide. <laughs> I have stuff to cover up. I have stories to tell. G- oh make your own fucking goodness. coffee, mother. Ugh. Oh my god. So now he thinks he needs a haircut, apparently. He does. He's got to get back out of the house. Oh. So around about noon, he says he's going to get a haircut, but he goes to that ball bearing shop instead. Why are you, why are you emphasizing ball? It's balls bearing. bearing. Ball. It's ball bearing. Bearings ball. of balls. What if your balls had ball bearings? Oh, Just clicking around in there. Stick shifting two ball bearings. Instead <laughs> of getting his hair cut, he takes the bin with the torso to the ball bearing shop. Sorry. It's horrible. I know. Yes. We laugh because it's because it way of balls and stuff. Yeah. It's not funny. Takes the bin to the ball bearing shop. Hides the <laughs> hides the bin in the attic. Goes back home. Watches the news. Realizes nobody's reporting on me because I'm so fancy. I don't even know. You know. And he thinks his ass is getting away with it. He's he's moved this thing around so many times. I can't get over he might it. As well, just keep. Moving and it's it only been like. I don't know. Dude, we're hours. at Friday morning. It's been it's been twenty four hours. Okay. Three days if I fuck things up, which is quite possible. Yeah. Now it's in his attic. It's in the attic at the ball bearing shop. The next day, Thursday, he goes back. He gets the bin from the attic at the ball shop and puts it in his garage. Leaves it there for a whole day. Friday morning. That's a record. It's... He's touched it so many times. Oh, he can't stop moving it Blatantly around. losing his mind. Friday morning, he checks out to the garage and just kind of shuffles it around and, I feel like this you know, guy hasn't slept for like three days straight. Probably hasn't. He did sleep through that one alarm, though. Oh, he Remember? did. Yeah. Yeah. So he got a little bit of sleep. Mm. So Friday morning, he's fucking with the bin in the garage, and then he leaves it, and then he goes to work again. Like la di da, nothing's gone wrong. I'm getting away from with all of this. Balls. The whole time he's thinking about this. This is my favorite part. In the attic, he leaves the ball bearing shop, and he rolls up to his pad. And what does he find? Mm. 
ass ton of cops with a search warrant. And those motherfuckers are already searching places because, sorry, you weren't home. We have a warrant. I think they can do that. They absolutely can. Not a lawyer. They can open doors. I don't quote me on that. You know, if if you're suspected of having killed someone, they're going to search everything, everything. Beds, attics. So, this is when... Under your bed. This is when... Under your bed. That's what I'm saying. Comes home. Cops are raiding his house. He is angry. Instantly irate. Because it's only a narcissistic thing. And he says, you know what? I'm, I just got home. I need to take my dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. Goes cops, out. The cops are nice. You know, they're like, all right. Okay. Well, they probably felt bad for the dog. And there's cops everywhere. Like, literally everywhere. And detectives. Everywhere. All over the place. He goes out to his vehicle and he goes to get into it and there was a cop cop blocking. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely played. I like that. Is cat blocking the vehicle, and Stefan was like, I need my wallet and my things out of there. And yeah, the guy the said, like, not having it. Mm-mm. You can't. The warrant covers your vehicle. And the guy was fine. Oh, my God. And he walks away, and then he, this is when I think he went and got his dog. And then he went for a walk. Which is where we left you guys off last week. He had just strolled off. Walked off with his dog. Which is when. Unsupervised by the police. Yeah. Which is when. the reason why they were there. The police, who were bored because everybody was in, the crime people were in searching the house. The police go into the garage, find the torso, (laughs) go to find Steven. Steven's fucking gone. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, With his dog. It was fantastic. And that brings us full circle. Mm. Upon his three-hour confession, he asked a couple of stupid fucking questions that I feel like he doesn't deserve to get answers. But he asked if they had found all of her parts. And the sled. And the did red find, sled. Did you find the sled? N- no, and no. What sled? What a dick. Well, I left the sled... On the edge of the woods by the, um, I thought of you at this part, by the, what are those called? (laughs) Power lines. Power lines. Because you always want to go bike riding on power lines. I love power lines. And he also said that all of the body parts were within like a 20 to 25 foot area. I don't know how he would know that. He moved them 862 times. So the cops said no, they didn't. Find any they were like, stuff. no, we didn't mm-hmm. find all of her parts. In all actuality, I believe there were three body parts that they never found. This is very specific. When did they finish their interview? 10.56 p.m. on March 4th. Okay. They finished it. Yeah. Now, here's a couple of oddities that you may think don't match up, depending on my writing and remembrance you skills. Remember which, yes. <laughs> Remember, so Stephen was well. under surveillance yeah. from the get-go. From the minute they could, they started surveilling him. Well, he was sneaking out of the house at 3 or 4 in the morning, right? Well, they the county couldn't afford 24-hour surveillance on him. So they would watch him during their work day. During their shift. 
and they didn't have the funds to watch him overnight and he blatantly knew whether they were outside or not so he knew his time slot like i've got from this time to this time to go move these parts 800 times is he was smart and crafty but not at the same time not crafty absolutely so what was he charged with first degree murder motherfucker disinternment which means digging someone up because he moved her yeah he buried her and then dug her back up five times i don't know my number changes every time just a minute i'll tell you more about the sled in a second He was charged with the first degree murder. He was charged with disinternment and dismemberment. Due to the fact that strangling physically takes so long to do, they charged him with premeditated murder because, well, well, he had enough time to... To take a hand off and cover her face up. Oh, Strangling always looks all fast and quick on the oh movies, but it God. is one of the longest processes. strong, too. Yeah, and, and what would back. happen is she would fight mm-hmm. back, right? So she's going to be clawing the air. No DNA was found under her fingernails. Ultimately, they think that he ambushed her the minute she got home. Hit her on the head. Well, like, yeah, that did all the other things that's what the detectives had concluded because he had that choice and that time to think oh i'm i don't want to see her face i'm choking her i'm choking her i you know oh she's dying could have let go so it was premeditated murder upon a few more searches of the park afterwards after his arrest the rest of her body unfortunately was not found they did find more blades, and the blades had Those stuff on them. Blade. They had remnants on them, and they found her shoes. Tara was only 34 when she died. That's pretty young. When she died at the hands of this selfish motherfucking bastard. Yeah. Let's talk about his life. He had a beautiful home. He barely had to work. He picked out his nannies, au pairs, by physical looks online, like yeah. a and mail order wife or something. She, she was kind of so trusting that she was so trusting, and she was the breadwinner. Gave him this fantastic uh, fucking life, and that wasn't enough for him. Right, he was a kept man. That's what he thought, but he put himself in that situation. He wanted to be like that. He wanted that rich yeah. and lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yeah, he wanted to be them. But he wanted more. He yeah. wanted the nineteen-year-old au pair. Oh, oh my God! That was her highness. Her highness anus. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Alright, so Tara was 34 years old when she died at the hands of this selfish fucking bastard. Her most loved people, her children. children, Six and four. A boy and a girl. Her family held her funeral in Escanaba. Her sister wrote a really beautiful, I'm not going to say eulogy, it was more of a story that 
that came out in papers. Um, I really didn't have the time to research it. It was about her sister. You guys can Google it. It was about their life. Today, her family continues keeping her alive with charity walks every year. Really nice. Which both of her kids go to. That's really nice. Y'all might be wondering what happened with the babies. I'm I'm a mom, so I get all verklempt. The babies went to Tara's sister, and they legally adopted them. There was some messed up aftermath type of stuff. It would have been a whole nother rabbit hole. I really feel like I could do another episode on the aftermath. Like, lawsuits were brought up, and... All kinds of weird, you know how yeah, it is. Attorneys want a piece of the Everybody action. wants something. Mm-hmm. Guess where he is now? Where is he? In Ionia. You know, that's just basically up the street from here. It's a spit. Yeah. He resides in the Bellamy Creek Correctional Facility. His earliest release date is March 3rd. 2057. Doesn't that sound fucked up? 2057. You know, I've, I've read science fiction books 20, where that year was when we're going to be like super was science it? fiction-y. Was it that one? <laughs> oh, no, that was, no. Um, Is that the book I'm thinking? Well, you're you're thinking of the, the George Orwell. George Orwell, yeah. Oh, you guys read that book. It's happening right now. It's It's been happening for years. It has been. So I feel like, um, you know, maybe in the future, as a bonus episode, I can go down the aftermath rabbit hole of this story. So I didn't mention a lot. He did talk a ton to the media in that short span of under a week he was on every media place he could be on oh didn't talk to the sheriffs as the victim he was he lost his he also said he was the mom and blah 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 well yeah yeah, asshole what were they called the mom stay at home mom there's a term for that the mr mom mr mom of the information this is why it was so detailed you guys because at work i get to listen to head i i think her highness needs to use the rest (laughs) (laughs) it's okay is that is that poop i yeah poop who's gonna clean your chair i think that's a song okay who's gonna clean your chair (laughs) when you shit your pants Oh my Who's gonna God. clean your chair? Just go. Okay. Uh, what else? I gotta give props out to the book that I listened to, Blood in the Snow by Tom Henderson. If you're an Audible customer, it's free. I suggest you listen to it. Way more detail than what we gave you, and we gave you a lot of detail. I also watched the ID channel video, which was great to put faces to the names and a little bit cheesy. Not gonna gonna tell stories. So what kind of sources do we use to find information? I do not I use lots of videos. 
that I watched, I used that book. I do not use Wikipedia. I think it's weird and creepy and people can change things. I don't like to listen to podcasts about our stories I first. I like Wikipedia because it's everyone can add things. What if those things aren't true? There's Oh, I'm going to start a Wikipedia about you. I feel like there's no... I don't like Wikipedia. Also, I can't deal with Reddit. I am ADD. Okay, Urban Dictionary. I love the Urban Dictionary. Yes. That shit is cool. Hell yeah. Reddit, too much for me. Anyways, that's where we got our information from. So read and or listen to that book and um, go online. Find out more things. We're going to lead off with... Wait, it's time. Time for some music? It's time for a happy ending. Oh my God. So we can leave you guys on a good note. Wait, so we can leave you guys on a good note. This is my, this is Friday, Friday, Friday night. We're here. We're here to leave you. My name is Steven. You're being a dick. Uh, We're going to leave you off with Bleed the Water. Song name, just came into town for the funeral. We thought it apropos. Bleed the Water is a rock hard rock band. I understand that. Rock hard. Yeah, yeah. We understand what you're mm-hmm. saying. Between the members, their influences and backgrounds include metal, punk rock, a little bit of love for classic rock, and the blues. They come together and with an energetic... <laughs> <laughs> they all show up with the same vehicle for their shows, and they have an energetic live show with peak and valleys to bring the audience on a journey. Good stuff. Here, I like it. Here we go. Just came in town for the funeral. Bleed the water. Look them up on band camp. Night boot. Good night, your highness. Shit, that was- I know. Duff, I need a drink. I'm going to bed.
Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by The Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness, edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchased our music on Bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.